Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to The Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial decade. I'm Amy and I'm 37 and I'm happy to call myself just in a millennial. <laughs> My sister Ellen is 34. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> You're not meant to come in yet. <laughs> and he's in the middle. Yeah. And our little sister, Dimity, is at the tail end of this lovely generation at 27. I just want to point out that still being called the little sister <laughs> at 27 years old. But as Amy mentioned, I am at the bottom end of the millennial divide. Yeah. So this podcast attempts to straddle and understand this millennial divide and conquer some of the big issues facing our generation at the moment. But it all stemmed from an article that Ellen read a little while ago. And Elle, talk us through what that was all about. So this is an article from The Independent in London, UK. Very highbrow. So very highbrow. (laughs) And it's actually called The Millennial Divide, so taking that title because it just summed it up so beautifully for us. And what was really interesting about this article was, which I'd never thought about, is the the reason why there's so much conflict between the millennials is because we have all grown up at very different times um, from if you were born in the early 1980s or if you were born in the 1990s. And as it goes through it, and I hadn't thought about this, but even just things like the internet, like mm. Ames, you coming through high school, had no internet. No, dial-up. <laughs> dial-up. <laughs> well, you had dial-up. And you'd be like, Dad had to get a second line. Do you remember? Because like, who's on the phone? And, you know, Dimity, who's on the other end, a decade later, I was on the phone. <laughs> you were on MSN. Or, yeah. Well, actually, was MSN even cool then? I was on MSN. MSN was on the way out when I was <laughs> exactly. in my tween years, and we were right into MySpace oh, yeah. and um, transitioning smoothly onto Facebook. So, yeah, yeah, yeah and, I really was the tech generation. Yeah, and that all kind of happened during my time because mm-hmm. we got laptops through year nine. And, and then even things like dating, I realised, Amy, never no, been on Tinder. Never been on Tinder. I was never on Tinder because I met my husband very early. But you know, to be my fair, friends. I'm not on Tinder. I'm on <laughs> Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's raise the standard. standard. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not I'm anymore double. though. <laughs> I no, ditched it. Sorry, Lyndon. I've got a partner now, and I am not on anything. You I have, have shut it down. But in uh, to actually shut those down. Here's a little side note for these people who haven't been on dating apps, it's very difficult and you actually need to um, log out of the account and then delete it and then burn your phone in order to actually get off the dating apps. You do. And there have been stories or else just excuses by people who have been found out of people who didn't realise that their account was still activated. Oh, and, and met them and for dinner and drinks. <laughs> yeah, and, and know, they're, they're not happened. to blame. <laughs> but, yeah, they've been just silently active. On really? The, yeah, apparently. Yeah, Allegedly. Yeah. But you would have come up through all your early dating years with apps. 
Oh, yeah. Whereas that was just so fun. Do you know now the apps are dead? Apparently everyone's off the apps. People are meeting each other through Instagram now. How do you you meet someone? You you slide into their DMs. Oh, I hate that. You slide into their DMs. Yeah, that's what everyone's doing now. I wouldn't know because I'm on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) I'm smug now. (laughs) You're smug. (laughs) No one wants to privately DM me. You're out. I guess that's it for me. (laughs) My photos are of, like, trees and my... My daughter, so you're not getting any DMs. I'm not getting my You're getting DMs. like mum DMs. I seriously, will you be my friend? Yeah. I'll breast pump to you. <laughs> that is, I, that actually, crosses a line. I was gonna DM someone on Instagram the other day because I like their pram. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I still do it in the comment sections. That's oh, how old yeah, school yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, she guys, watch your private your cyber security. Okay, <laughs> but that's what I think you know, was so interesting about this and why there is sometimes conflict between the top end of our sisterhood and the younger end and why I can kind of see both sides. beautifully (laughs) by the middle child. Um, So that's kind of what we wanted to go through with this podcast because that's where we're coming from, that we have, even though we're only a decade apart, had such different, even things like the GFC and thinking about jobs and Mm. Job security when Ames was coming up and job security now when Dim's like, okay, get the hustle and I'm not going to have the same job for two years. You know, like it's a different mentality completely. So, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, where we kind of want to go and have a look and explore. Yeah, I think it's interesting and, well, we think it's interesting. <laughs> You let us know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe others will. It'll be a bit Melbourne-centric, but we'll try and cover other stuff. Um, it might even be a bit north of the river-centric at times, but that would just be me ranting about how annoying that is and um, dim defending it. Um, we'll cover a bit of pop culture. We'll go high, we'll go low. We'll um, cover a bit of news and current affairs. Ellen will give us a recommendation. We Today might talk about goodie. that a little bit. Yeah, I don't know about that. So we'll talk. Yeah. Could be a bit of a oh, yeah, yeah. different <laughs> opinion on that one. Dim's going to ask what she's calling it is a weird question. I, I call it something else. <laughs> okay, well, my, my, my question is just what I think is just a reasonable question <laughs> that um, could be asked of anybody but that often gets these kind of questions get reflected back to me as – you know, slightly left of centre or as my sister Amy would call it. Hipster bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. We might have to work, edit that one out. And finally, I'll have my rant, often about hipsters or young millennials. So, <laughs> Or me. Yeah, or Jim. <laughs> so we will kick off. So pop culture, big one this week, Dim. Okay, so this, this week what we're looking at is uh, fashion. It's very important. So... <laughs> What we have uh, seen on the runways, um, which I'm obviously very across because I'm I'm very into the fashions, um, is a, a beautiful new design, um, a, a redesign really of a classic, and it's the croc but with a, a heel. So obviously this is a um, descriptive um, medium. So let me paint you a picture with my words. We have. It's, it's by the a, way, this is on. The Vogue runway. Yeah, Instagram. it's legitimate. It's legit. And uh, it's uh, it's on the Balenciaga. Yeah, it's on the Balenciaga runway in spring 2018. So this is going to be hitting our shores very soon, obviously. It's a it's the it's the top end of a uh, croc, 
and it's got all of the fashion of the croc that you would expect, the little holes um, and the, you know, plastic. Um, and then it has been chopped in half and the back end has been replaced with a very bright pink uh, shiny perspex heel and it is being worn by a model down a run- runway. So it's Crocs in high heel form. I would say platform, like st- yes, platform kind of high heel because it's got that platform with the perspex. Absolutely. As well. So mm-hmm. my question to you both, is it time to embrace the croc? Because we have fought against it vehemently for a decade, two decades. How long have they been? I don't even know. For a long time. And they are just not going away. And actually what's happening is that they're becoming more prolific than ever. So do we just embrace the crocs? They look comfy. I haven't worn them, but I know mum loves them. <laughs> so I can only assume she's on top of comfort. <laughs> Should we just should we just let go the hatred of the croc? What's so bad about them? I'm really torn on this one because they do look comfy, especially with socks. <laughs> but I just couldn't. You've just gone way past what is reasonably acceptable and put socks with I them know, too. But that's what people do, and they look really comfy. But I think the thing I love about most about Crocs is someone made their fortune like millions of dollars by creating something that goes in the holes of Crocs. Did you know that? No. Yeah, someone oh, yeah, like talking the little, about, um, Yeah, like the flowers. flowers. Oh, someone has made a fortune. I know. So that anyway, that's a side note. Oh, this is good for me to know because as you said, I'm always looking for the next career change. That is seriously <laughs> a thing. Someone made that and she was featured on Oprah anyway. Um <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not going to get um, no. I'm not going to no. I would have thought you had some for your gardening. They would be good gardening. Yeah. No, but I think it's a slippery slope because I already (laughs) love my ugly. They are a gateway. They are a gateway joke. Yeah, I don't know, Elle. I always used to say, you know, leggings are not pants, and then I became (laughs) a mother. (laughs) And now your daughter sees people in active wear and goes, Mum. (laughs) True story. Active wear with a messy bun and no makeup and a vest. (laughs) So I never say never. I just. Oh, I just, I can't do nah. it. I can do Birkenstocks. Oh, can you? Oh, I can't. Yeah, go see, that's there. why I'm surprised with this because I know your views on Birkenstocks. Yeah, they just look really comfy. But Maybe. Birkenstocks are comfy. Yeah, I know. I did go Mary through Kate Olsen wears Birkenstocks. They're mm. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I did have them when they were cool the first time around. It's just, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to invest in some. I really? Feel like, yeah, I feel like it's the next big, oh you know, God. thing. Well, you saw it here first. It's on the Balenciaga uh. runway. You know how I like to be at the forefront of fashion, you guys. <laughs> what would you wear them with? That's what I think makes or breaks. Okay, I think it could look really cute if you had a pair with a, like a, a – like a, <laughs> I feel my rent coming up. I know, I'm like, you're going to have to stay out of the supermarket that we share because I will not cope. In fact, I think I've seen that look. Yeah, well, oh. with like a with like a mini skirt, <laughs> but maybe like a corduroy mini skirt. Yeah, oh. I already own. <laughs> that oh. would look cute. Yeah, awesome. Skirt. You rock that one and we'll see how I'll it goes. I'll tuck my top into it. It'll be cute. <laughs> but you know what? I reckon it's one of those things that it's like a bad song. You hear it enough and suddenly yep. you're like, I this song. Mm-hmm. I think if we saw it enough mm-hmm. on celebrities, 
you just or you know. your fashionable sister. Okay, or so final final call. <laughs> yeah or no? Oh, I'm a no. I'm a yes. I'm going to try it out. I'll let you guys know. Okay, cool. I'm a no. <laughs> Moving right along. I think Dim's weird question can wait. So let's let's have I crossed it off already? I reckon, I reckon we might. Yeah, you've done it too far. It was two segments. Dim no, just no, ruined sorry, it. Recommendations. What do you reckon? Well, Elle? now I'm hesitating. Go forth and sell it to I us. was so gung ho about this one. So I got this one from Dak Shepherd's podcast, oh, um, which is really good. But listen oh, to this one. That's first. not your recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> um, armchair expert, and he was interviewing May Whitman, who did Parenthood with him, and who was in. She was like a childhood actress who I never realised was in all of these different movies. But anyway, she's in this new show and it's called Good Girls and it's with Christina Henrik from Mad Men who is just, you know, vavavum gorgeous and another actress who I can't remember her name. And it's about these women who are a bit down and out. They are all in desperate need of something, mainly money, and it's about what they do to get it. And what I really liked about it was I just thought it I've missed snappy writing and I found the writing really snappy. It made me laugh, it made me kind of giggle and think and I thought it was quite modern but it still had a really interesting plot line and I liked all the interactions, the two, Christina Henrik and um, Mae Whitman, the sisters, so I liked that. Um, so, yeah, but you guys... Went a fan. Bum, bum. Oh. <laughs> love it. Didn't love it? What did you think? I really, as I was riding my bike home today, I was really thinking. <laughs> I was really thinking about um, how I felt about it and why I didn't necessarily feel the need to watch another episode, even mm. though I didn't hate it. And I was actually really um, happy that it existed. So I think the reason is I think I'm feeling a little bit um, weary of uh, feminism. <laughs> no, it's that's not, not our tagline. No, and that's and as as you both know, I am a very very <laughs> proud feminist, and I am very much um, you know constantly thinking about our fight and how to you know get equality and everything. Right, so it's it's not that it's not that I'm I'm not subscribing to the idea and the concept which I think is you know champion women championing women and encouraging them to have a us to have a voice and to be you know seen as equal and you know we could be the bad guys too and all of that I think it's just that it feels I'm a bit like yeah I know we're awesome and why do we have to keep on having these kinds of shows that are like see women are really cool too you guys and it just feels Contrived. Yes, and, like, we're always trying to have this message of how cool and great and, Mm. you know, proud and strong women are. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But you know what, don't I think this might come to the millennial divide. That's a new message Mm. that hasn't been coming out in, you know, you go back to the shows we grew up on, which were Friends, where the girls were always, you know, about boyfriends, and even Mm. though it was very funny and, you know, all of that. And they were all male leads. It was a ma- they were all male driven shows. This focus on female driven shows, I think that's really new. And yes, it might be saturation at the moment because we seem to be getting at it. Mm-hmm. It's the discussion that goes with the show that has, you know. 
But I think we have to tip too far the other way to then find that happy medium. I think you're right. And as I said, I'm happy that it exists as a show and that it shows women in a different light than is this traditional uh, female role. But I just, I, I suppose I'm just getting, I'm just, I just am like, Oh, I just want equality already. Like, stop it. <laughs> stop it with these shows being like, oh, women are cool too, you know. Uh, but having said that, people should watch it and <laughs> subscribe to it and, you know, do whatever they It is on Netflix, by the way, if anyone wanted to watch it. Yeah, I guess spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't watched it, I mean, they rub a bank. Uh, they rub yeah. a supermarket. Yeah. So they need money, they, they rub a supermarket and that's their mm. way of dealing with things. I just thought it wasn't that special. Yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I didn't really see the feminist issue there because I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like we're kind of – it is a bit done to death. But I just thought it didn't know what it was. It was mm. a bit funny and then it was replicating a lot of shows that are already have done that genre really well. Mm. You know, there was this Breaking Bad where, mm. where they go into Walt's, you know, psyche of why he yeah. did what he did and then um, the Ozarks, mm. another, you know. It is, and it's not – I was – talking to Dan, my husband, about it. I was like, I think you'd really like it. I said, it's like Ozark, but it's not as gritty. Ozark is quite gritty. It's like the lightest, it's like the Diet Coke of Ozark it, or it, Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is, but that's kind of nice in the middle of the day. If you just oh, want to no, no. Because I, I, I pitched it to my partner, Adrian, we sat down and watched it and then we're both like, oh, this is not. Like, yeah, no, this it's, is a couple it's like watching. a junk food of Ozark. Maybe that's Bad. what. I actually found the issue in terms of its message because it's a little similar in that respect. Have you guys seen Ocean's 8 yet? No. no. Is it good? That's another recommendation or not. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and it's a similar, I don't want to spoil anything either, and I do, again, highly recommend everybody go out and watch it to support women. But it felt like a dumbed-down version of Ocean's mm. 11 to mm. 13. Mm. And uh, that was so disappointing mm. because I was like, well, this is our great opportunity to mm. really have, you know, something that is a clever and interesting way of, you know, displaying blah, 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 mm. whatever it was. But it just didn't. It was mm. not, it was very basic. It was very easy. It was boring and it was simple and it was disappointing mm. for me. And I, I probably put this in that same category. Mm, yeah. I agree. I, no, I don't know what blame you. Yeah. All right. But thanks. Keep, Sorry, keep bringing Ellen. it to us. Yeah, we'll next time we'll watch it. We should it. watch The Orange is a New Black. I haven't actually watched that ever. Oh. Be a good one. I can't watch it because I have a fear of getting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legitimate to get yourself in jail. I don't know. There's a lot of Probably mistaken identity. <laughs> oh, my God. So don't listen to this. I'm safe. I've okay? done nothing wrong. Yeah. I've got the same thing. I would not go well in oh, Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, I would just so quickly become someone's bitch. <laughs> you really Willingly would. Willingly because you'd be I like, really please, <laughs> Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know it doesn't work. Jail doesn't like work like that. Like I've watched her and just But I haven't, so I don't. Okay, good to know. We won't put that in the list. Oh, Feels like it's a natural segue to Dim's weird question. <laughs> so actually I have two questions because one is a real legitimate question, which I don't think is that weird, but maybe it is actually. And once I ask it, you, you two will tell me otherwise. Um, and the other is a 
is probably more on the weirder trajectory. So I'm going to post both um, and you just let me know. So the first one is my serious question. Over the years, as the youngest child, I have been told a number of times, so it's enough times for it to to resonate with me, um, that I have a tendency to project as if I already know the information (laughs) that is being helpfully offered to me from siblings. Mm. (laughs) Present. (laughs) Hang on, has the feedback only come from siblings? Um, And parents. I was going to say. And family members. Family members. I mean, probably teachers. (laughs) Definitely teachers. So it's it's been feedback that I've definitely received, you know, that I can be a little bit combative at times (laughs) when people are trying to offer me advice Mm. or to try and give me help or, or teach me. So now I'm at a stage in my career when I am thinking, okay, I probably want to head more in a leadership type mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. But how do I navigate that without looking like a know-it-all? Because I think about what I know and I don't think I'll ever know it all, actually. <laughs> the great discovery. And I will continue to learn. Mm-hmm. But there's that sense of, well, you've just got to fake it till you make it so that people respect you in, in that kind of a role. So how do I do that? Mm, that's a tricky one. I, because I'm I'm so wary of being perceived as someone who's like, yeah, I've got this, I know it, and no, you don't need to tell me. Mm. But equally, I want people to think or to have confidence in me and what I do know, but I don't necessarily think that I know everything. So how do I do it? How do I do it? Because you both have got, you have both been in the... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market leadership positions so I need advice I think leadership is more than just looking like you know everything leaders are people that can find ways to get the answer and are open to that so I think it is that confidence thing of saying yes you know I feel confident in my skills and all that but it's also you know I know there's always a question in interview about well you know, what would you do with this? And you're like, oh, that's a really good question. I don't actually know. But what I'm really good at is finding mentors to really ask them and um, find out what they would do in this situation. And I'm really good at applying that feedback. And, you know, so I think you can, it's a bit of both. You need to have both. You need to have that confidence, but you also need to show, and maybe that's the, I can't even remember when we gave you this feedback, but many may- times. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe maybe you didn't have that balance yeah. of um, listening and going, yeah, that's a really good suggestion. I have already done this, but maybe I could also add this to it, which I think you're really good at now. You're like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> No, so she is. No, but you are. You are. You're much better at kind of going. <laughs> I genuinely took that as a compliment. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much. You listen and you kind of go, oh, yeah, I've done this and this and this, but do you think I should also do this, Okay, this well, that's this? good. I've worked really hard to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Their personal growth. 
<laughs> but it is hard. I think it's also even harder being a woman. I know yeah. that well, we're on this it. feminist thing, but yeah. um, you know, and and. A woman in my generation who is constantly being yes. told that we're yes. saying we know it all. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, this is a message that people in my decade, 20s to 30s, yep. are constantly being told that we're coming in too strong. We're coming yep. into jobs and saying, I've got this. I should be lead. I should be at the top of my game. I should get all of this. And so I've tried to heed those warnings. And what's happening is that I'm still... You know, and it's I've just completed my second degree, so I'm at I am at the bottom of the barrel in a sense. But you know, it's it's I'm then what, what do I do? Like, how what do I do next? I think though the best leaders that I've worked with, they are reflective mm. and they ask opinions and they don't know it all all the mm. time, and that's okay. I think the people who don't do well is the ones who come across as, you know, just having an answer for everything and reflective. You know, I think. Um, Picking your battles and picking your moments to jump in, like coming mm. in and having the gravitas or, or authority to to speak when you when you're pretty confident about what you should be saying, mm. and that doesn't mean that you don't not speak at other times, but it just means you know picking your moments, mm. using that you know using your mentors around you, like Elle said, and and um, building those blocks and and I think it's just time. I just yeah. I just yeah. genuinely think if you do a good job, you're not too big and bolshy, you get promoted. Like that's what happens. Good people get promoted is my experience. Mm. And and you hard workers who yeah. do a good job and look for outside opportunities. Yeah, I think and fix problems. What, yeah. Okay. They yeah, and then you get leadership roles mm. because actually most leaders are just really good operators mm. who get promoted. Yeah. That's my experience. And then, unfortunately, often they're not good leaders because they're good operators who mm. get promoted. But, mm. you know, people just want someone to recognise an issue, fix it with confidence and not be annoying. Mm. And that's and they, they tend to do well in the workplace, I think. Does that really help? Helpful. No, it's really helpful. Did you notice how I didn't batter back? I just <laughs> you are so in. evolved. I have really grown. We'll tell mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have another? Yeah, I have another one. Okay. This is perhaps a little bit more unusual, but um, <laughs> important nonetheless. I, so as a little bit of um, context, both of my sisters who are sitting next to me have a baby inside of them and <laughs> I don't. That I know of. <laughs> this is my question. Oh. Well, that's easily fixed. No, no, no. Okay, we'll so this story. Let, let me tell you because I have a very dysfunctional girl talk family. I have a very, <laughs> like, this is not great therapy. No, I was going to say dysfunctional period. Oh, um, okay. yes, a very dysfunctional period. Okay, um, in that it kind of just does whatever it wants, so it's not very reliable. And I have at different times gone off the pill and gone back on, and it's been months between periods and things like that. And I often have a panic attack off and I'm really, this isn't just content for the podcast. I've got a stash of pregnancy tests in my drawer mm. because I often have a panic that I might be pregnant without knowing mm. it. And and then because I have anxiety as well as panic, I that extends to thinking, well, the pregnancy tests are probably broken. So I even if They're they 99%. say negative. Yeah, I, this was really triggered when I was in Vietnam and having this absolute <laughs> panic and was like, well, the Vietnamese tests probably aren't the same 99%. Anyway, I couldn't read the instructions, so I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's the a point separate of the question. story. <laughs> that's not a podcast how do answer. I, 
<laughs> like, what is going on in... Oh, all right. <laughs> Don't ask those all questions. Right, okay, That's fine. not the question. Yeah. The question right. is, um, how do you know that you're actually pregnant? Like you said, Amy oh, and Ellen, both of you, you're like, question. oh, I have a feeling. I just had a feeling. Oh, yeah. Well, we um, were trying. So, well, okay. That probably helped. <laughs> if I wasn't trying, could I put on a mentality of pretending I'm trying and then having a... Like, how do I get the feeling? <laughs> but do you want the no, feeling? No, I don't. I want to have the feeling. Use contraception. <laughs> that stops the feeling. <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> that's a guarantee. Feeling stopper. <laughs> Sometimes that's not 100% of it oh. as well. Okay. And I just want to know what the feeling feels like. <laughs> well... Uh, I think it's easy to know you had the feeling after you've had a positive pregnancy <laughs> test. Like, So you had the feeling and then you took the break. Should I just take regular pregnancy tests? Is that what I should continue to do? Just every now and then be like, oh, just checking in. Probably every like. Oh, <laughs> God. This is a weird one, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't think I had a feeling. I just wanted orange juice. Which That's you good to know. Like, I'm going to write this down. Well, I can tell you, like, my symptoms in the first trimester. Yeah. So I just really like hot chips. It's kind of like you're hungover. I really wanted um, soft drink and I really wanted hot chips. See, this is my issue that I'm often hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, adds to the anxiety. Yeah, I've already yeah, damaged salt, my unborn baby. Fat. I mean, they say, you know, your boobs get really sore, but that always happens with yeah, me later. anyway. Yeah, and period, um, yeah. With yeah. the period. Been wildly unhelpful. Um, <laughs> I would say, yep. Yeah. Get on the pill. I'm on the pill. We'll use condoms then as a double up, and um, that will be a good protector, I reckon. I don't know. I think it's it's all different for everyone, but um, I didn't. I both about. Well, your symptoms are a little bit more, but my symptoms are so mild that oh my god, if I was waiting for the feeling, I'd still be wondering if I was pregnant. Yeah. Really? Oh, well, I can't really. I've got a tummy now. So I'm going to be like, that's too late for me. (laughs) That's all right. So, you know, it depends how um, your symptoms are. Because some people feel them really like straight away and they're like, oh, my gosh, I feel this and that. And I'm not like that. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, TMI, but whatever um you know I had lots of bleeding so you yeah. you know you might have thought that you were getting a period but actually that wasn't the case you're both doing a terrible job Sorry. of alleviating yeah. my fears no. well use contraception just, yeah I do all right <laughs> I do you guys I hope we can help <laughs> moving right along oh well, well I what guess can I we say here? you haven't really answered in fact you've just really added to it <laughs> <laughs> just give us a call <laughs> Well, if your boobs get really sore and you start to throw up, there might be a sign there, okay. I reckon. Okay. Do you, or you, feel you guys sick. both didn't throw up either. No, like dry rage. Okay. If you, like, feel, if like you, you feel really, if you, do you know what? Car sick. I think car sick. Yeah. If you're feeling car sick all the time. And not in a car. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's actually, that's the that I didn't have that yeah. till seven or eight weeks. Yeah. So. But if you're not sure if you are, if you haven't done an early pregnancy test, mm, that, could that be would be an early okay. indicator. If you're wanting hot chips and then you feel really queasy, like your car's sick. Okay, and I haven't just been to a festival over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> or I have. Oh, it's also vague. <laughs> okay, oh thanks, God. you guys. No, it's help- it is helpful. That was really good. 
Okay, so we're going to change tack a bit, and I guess it's something that's been on our minds. And I know, Dim, you write a lot. I used to write a lot. used to ride to work every day. Mm. Um, and Elle, you don't really ride. I don't. I used you, to ride. You stay off the bike. I used to but ride. But you... I have a bike. You have a bike. <laughs> it's a bit rusty. <laughs> okay. But Same it is, thing. we all live in a city. It's, um, you know, we've got to get around. And I guess it was pretty troubling this week to see that um, someone riding up, this poor Dutch national woman riding up Chapel Street, just doing a thing, and she was killed on the bike. And it sparked a lot of conversation. I definitely know my partner and Adrian and I talked mm. about a lot and just mm. the realities of particularly that road. I mean, I used mm. to ride up that road a little it's bit, but um, it is a shocker. And, um, and it was I, at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. That's what got oh, me. Oh, was it? 10 a.m. Saturday. Uh, it's awful. You know, so even middle of the night or anything. Mm. Yeah. And, Dim, you looked up some stats on. Yeah. I mean, I suppose personally because I do ride from, well, t- I don't ride all the way to work, but I ride from work. And there are definitely some points where it's more um, unsafe and where I have to be on the road instead of on a bike path um, and it is definitely unsafe so I, I did I looked into you know how just how unsafe it is to ride on Victorian roads at the moment and I suppose the good news is that fatalities have gone down according to um, our government census which is a, a good sign and I and I think what I could take from this really incredibly sad sad incident is that it was and the work of a very, I don't know who this person was, but he, it was a stolen car. Mm. He had, he was, you know, maybe under the influence um, at the time and he was driving incredibly erratically and still, um, even though cycling has increased, the amount of people cycling has increased in Melbourne quite dramatically over the last few years, um, far and away uh, motor vehicle accidents are the leading cause of fatality. So although it is somewhat more unsafe riding a bike, statistically you're not you're at a lower risk of fatality, which is a good thing, I suppose. But I guess the question is, because my first reaction was, oh God, Chapel Street, you know, it's yeah. a shocker. Mm. And I would when I lived and worked on Chapel Street and I rode to work, I did not take Chapel Street, mm-hmm. even though that was the most direct path because mm-hmm. people would open car doors mm-hmm. and you'd have to swerve and there was the trams and things yeah. and it's kind of like why should that be why should we accept that yeah why is that okay yeah. that you have a legitimate form of transport in this day and age mm-hmm. and you're having to take alternative routes because the design is so poor mm-hmm. and why isn't there a bigger push to have these dedicated bike lanes mm-hmm. and that you mm-hmm. you're starting to see them around the place yeah. but even I drive up Brunswick Street every night after to get home mm-hmm. that is a absolute that's as bad as Chapel Street mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a shocker and I, I don't understand why that hasn't been a bigger push and whether, especially with all these mammals, you know, oh. the mammals, the middle-aged men oh, um, the in Lycra. old, white, rich men <laughs> yeah. who would definitely be. Yes, who are probably politicians yeah. Yeah, as well. Exactly. Why aren't they getting on the lobby? Because they're on lobbying? Beach Road. Well, there, there's mm. changes. Collingwood is, um, so that whole area is changing to 30 kilometres an hour. Mm. Um, to make it safer for pedestrians and not the major roads, but the all the other roads, that whole little pocket mm. is going to be 30 kilometres an hour. So I think, and bike lanes, God, the, 
traffic at the moment with um, construction, mm. you need cons- you've got to extend the roads. Mm. Yeah. So that's a massive infrastructure overhaul. I think though, having just been in Amsterdam, and, and mm. unfortunately this woman, you know, was Dutch, and mm. that's just unbelievable because you go to Amsterdam and it's just mm. so well established mm. and and it's so. You know, so so much better. But again, apparently, the, their biggest problem is head injuries because yeah. none of them wear helmets. Oh, yeah. I think, from my perspective, when I have been writing, the the biggest source of unease or um, feeling unsafe that I felt is the motor the the people who are driving cars who hate cyclists, and you mm. can see it because they'll cut me off or they'll yell, they'll put they'll roll down their window mm. and yell at me, mm. or they'll swerve in front of me or they'll slow down and take over the lane they'll do the most risky things and it's to prove a point to me that you know they're bigger and stronger exactly because they're in a fucking car Mm. Mm. (laughs) but it's that is something that particularly you know i'm riding somewhere that is like i'm i'm on bike paths and i have picked a really a safer route as i can okay motor vehicle the car drivers but um (laughs) i I, you know, they, there's still this, I feel this perception that I'm not, I'm not, that's not where mm. I should be, I suppose, mm. as, a, as a cyclist. So I, it's, it feels like a bigger problem. Bike mm. paths are incredibly helpful, but people still swear. She, I think mm. there was a bike path. She was. Yeah. He came out into her lane. She was in the bike path. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. Really it's terrible. the mentality. I do think mm. that there's this, there's a, for some people, a mentality of cyclists are just in the way. And, and I don't know if that's going to change because as it becomes more sprawling, people are just going to yeah. drive more because there's not necessarily the, um, you know, trains and buses to support that suburban sprawl now. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just going to be more cars on yeah. the road, unfortunately. But I don't know what the answer is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is might start an advocacy campaign. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I'll start a page. I'll, oh yeah, what is that one where you do? Yeah, GoFundMe. Yeah, I'll do that one. For what? Bike lanes. Oh, yeah, bike lanes. <laughs> I just want bike lanes. Yeah, I, it would be a huge improvement. Mm. It really would. And I it, mean, particularly maybe after this, people are thinking about it more. I don't know. Can mm. you feel under silver lining? Probably mm. not. It's so sad. So it's so sad. And I did. I rode home today, yeah. and I was very timid. Yeah. I was really timid. But, yeah. but you've got to keep living your life. Mm. Mm. All right, let's lighten up a bit, ladies. I'm going to have a rant. (laughs) Let me just riddle me this, okay? Let me talk you through my northern suburbs experience. For a bit of context here, I'm a a recent um, migrant to the north. I have crossed the river, which if you're not from Melbourne, it's a big deal. (laughs) Having lived southside for a long time, I'm now seeing the the wonders of the north, some great opportunities and great cafe culture and bikes pubs and this is i know it's glowing (laughs) but i also see the tood and dim and i share the same suburb so she sees a tood too but you you quite like it i like the you live you live with the (laughs) tood i am the (laughs) tood so i mean look let me paint you this picture. So the other day, my partner Adrian was. Um, we had a. We have got an issue. We've got um, a, a tree in the front yard that was a bit wonky, so we needed to address that. Now we have a, a place in the country, so he uses a chainsaw a lot in the country. So we we do own a chainsaw now. Chainsaws are not often heard in the inner north, as it turns out. So anyway, we thought, look, we, the best way to get rid of this tree is we need to get this chainsaw out. Um, so. 
it was Saturday. It was about midday. And Adrian thought, right, okay, I'll, I'll crank it up and I'll get going. So he's going along and and um, and pulling down this tree. I go out the front just to make sure, you know, he doesn't decapitate himself or something. <laughs> and as I'm out the front, I hear someone yelling, do it on a weekday. <laughs> I'm not even making this shit up. Do it on a week. And we're like, it's midday on a Saturday. Not even a Sunday. It's not a Sunday. It's midday on a Saturday. And we work. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to go in here and defend my mates from okay. the north side. Yep. Because Amy, they've probably had a really big night on Friday night and they're feeling a little bit dusty and they were hoping for a pleasant brunch with some avocado, smashed avocado on toast and a leisurely start to their Saturday. And instead they're working with a chainsaw on the one day that they get to Sleep off their hangover one of two days. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's every day. I'll give them that a chainsaw is unusual in that suburb. Yes. They probably don't hear it much and that might have been a little bit far. But come on, like do these people not work? What's the deal? How do they <laughs> no, fund they, these they lifestyles? Because then they wouldn't be there to hear your chainsaw on a weekday. Oh, uh, that's why they want you to do it because they wouldn't be there. Oh. What did you think? Well, I just thought we're not there on a weekday well, either. They're not we're there either. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Oh, okay. That's why they want working. you to do it. But why can't they're we just working. do it midday on a Saturday? That's I agree. It's un- it would be unusual they're for really... you also to not work during I the mean, week. I mean, do you know what? Let's turn this into a positive let's flip this because they're not just saying shut the fuck up instead what they're saying they're being constructive they're like probably not now maybe another time try a weekday and that's helpful Amy. i'm out tuesday at 11. <laughs> do it then we did give the the wood to one of our other neighbors for oh, his Wood fire. Yeah, we're making. Look at this. I have to say Mm. that I'm not in the same suburb, but I'm north east, and I like to say we're in Switzerland. Yeah, you are. Um, And (laughs) we have gotten very angry on the. We haven't yelled because it's Switzerland. (laughs) Switzerland. (laughs) But we have sworn to each other, my husband and I, about. The neighbours when they're drilling something midday on a weekend, but because our baby's asleep, we're like, maybe they had a baby. Amy, they probably had a baby. Did you think about that? I did not. No. Oh, so so this hipster round is very. I don't think they were. They didn't. They're wearing like no. They're not. It sounds like you're judging. No, (laughs) (laughs) I am judging. I judge all the time. All right, so we're all in agreement that that was shit. Amy's round done. Yep, you can definitely chainsaw Amy down as well. Okay, so that's it, guys. Episode one done. That was the millennial divide. So thanks for listening, if you're still listening. <laughs> thanks, Mum. <laughs> Maybe Dad. Um, so in the car. In the car. Yeah. yeah. So this has been the millennial divide. I've been Amy. I'm Ellen. And I'm Dimity. And thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this episode, subscribe in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us, and leave us a comment. We want to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.